Welcome back into the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. This is the National Edition. We are live on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. This hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. In a few minutes, we'll welcome in Jason Bruff, co-host of the Halford and Bruff Show in Vancouver, Monday through Fridays, 6 to 9 a.m. on Sportsnet 650. We'll get into the Vancouver Canucks, maybe what TCs nationally across the country. Uh, just prior to going to break, we talked a little bit about the NHL All-Star Weekend here in Toronto. We expect the league to announce uh, as many as how many? Just 30 one, one per two. Team, yeah. 32 players yeah. tomorrow. Which, one, by the way, what does Vancouver do? They have like five legitimate we'll ask, all-stars. We'll ask uh, uh, Jason about that as well. And then how it goes, guys, is I think the fans then get to vote 12 more players, six skaters and four goalies. Um, no, eight skaters. Sorry. <laughs> My math. Yeah. See what happens when I work late? Ah, listen, neither of us are mathists. But uh, (laughs) then Vancouver fans, Calgary fans, Toronto fans can vote in their remaining players. Yeah. I mean, we're in here in Toronto. Matthews and Nylander are kind of no-brainers. But Pedersen, Hughes, Demko, Miller, like... So, just before we went to break again, you mentioned that maybe the, the Leaf players would dread... Uh, All-Star yes. Weekend, see, I am just so opposite of that comment. God, they're around the media all the time. And then on, the, like, a weekend, other people go to Punta Cana. They got to come talk to, listen, Luke, I love you. But they got to talk to Luke again. They got to talk to, you know, we're going to be there. Yeah. We're going to be there. Yeah. They have to come talk to us. See, Ugh. in 94, the year we won the Cup, was also the year uh, the NHL All-Star Weekend came to Madison Square Garden, uh, and like I mean, by then Mark Messier had five cups in his hip pocket, and that guy just loved every second of it. Yeah, and Brian Leach was involved. Mike Richter was involved. I think Mike Richter won the the car. I think in the game, like he needed another one. <laughs> but they they it's it's a once in a lifetime to to be the host city. Sure to it. Yeah. And I, I think I, I think, think the players look are going to love it. At it fondly for sure. Plus, as I told you, uh, a little added incentive. Uh, the Beeb is going to give the players and maybe some of their families a, a private concert. Is that uh, right? Yeah. What? Yes. The Beeb is all over <laughs> NHL All Star Weekend. It's the Beebs, not the Beeb. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, Justin. Yeah, the Beebs. <laughs> All right, Zed. The Beebs. Yeah, we gotta get the Beebs in the show over during that time. Leave it to Beebs. I don't know what I'd ask him. Oh, do you like hockey, you Beebs? <laughs> so, uh, Sammy, you're gonna money? crash that party and some somehow get into the, his show. I do appreciate I, the Beebs. I would really love to take part in any. All NHL All-Star yes. Weekend Parties. So if you guys got invites for me or anybody out there listening wants to invite me to places, I am in. Can we get Chris Pronger to crush him into the boards again like he did uh, the 100th All-Star Weekend <laughs> I in think L.A.? That's, that's really cool that he's doing that. You know, like that's a, that is a little something special for these guys. I will talk to him about his uniform last night, though, the third Leaf jersey, the black one. Is well, that not his? his? Yeah. Uh, I don't like them at all. And I'm not a something. I'm not a uniform guy. I don't like black jerseys. I that, like those. I like them. 
they look like practice jerseys. I like them. I do too. I, I mostly I, I like, like them as like their jersey. But. My mom loves them, so I really. Like, the like, they, the she, no, the jersey. Okay, like, I'm in the mino- minority then. She says that they look tougher in them. So and they played tough last night. So maybe she's on something. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, then wear them all the time. Yeah, <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, McDavid. Yeah, so McDavid hits 900 points in 602 career games. Uh, that makes him the fifth fastest player to hit the 900 point mark. Here's the baffling part to me. Gretzky did it in 217 fewer games. So is this like is not to take away. Two and a half seasons. <laughs> yeah, it's not to take away from McDavid, who is a freak of nature. But Gretzky, God, did that guy have a lot of points and quickly. Like An 385 obscene. games. He had 900 you points. List? You have the five? Yes. Gretzky. Mario. 385. Lemieux, 463. Mike Bossy, 582. Peter Stastny, 599. And Connor McDavid, 602. To 900 points. Is yeah. Lindros really? He's got to be close on that, too. I don't know. But McDavid is going to get 2,000 points. Book it. Wow. Uh, he was uh, had five points last night. Good player. Good Do you see any, the, any of the game or see the yes. highlights? Saucy, saucer. All, all oh the goals were so nice. All right, we have Bruff. Okay, let's go. All right, as promised, Jason Bruff, co-host of Halford and Bruff in Vancouver, joins us now. Bruffer, what's going on? Where are you? I'm uh, I'm just at my kitchen table. <laughs> I, I decided to come out of the car, and, and I'm just at my kitchen table. And you know what I'm doing? I've got... Gretzky's hockey DB page up and I'm looking at all the 200 point seasons he had when he was in his like early 20s and I think half of those points came against the Canucks <laughs> the sad pro commissioner has all the stats on the Canucks oh getting destroyed but I remember when uh, Gretzky and the Oilers would come to the Pacific Coliseum and, you know, you might think, oh, people would be lined up to go. No, there'd be like 7,000 people there. Like, we've seen this, this story before. Yeah, no, this is just embarrassing. Yeah. Brother, if, What's happening, boys? If, Happy New Year. If the Canucks were as good as they are today, maybe those points wouldn't have come that easily. Mm-hmm. No, no. Well, you know what? <laughs> Gretzky and McDavid, they're just on a, on a different tangent. Um, I mean, they're totally different players, but you know, I, I, I've been watching hockey my whole life. I'm getting a little bit older now. I've never seen a player like McDavid. Like McDavid is just, he he is just on an absolute another level. And uh, I don't even know if we appreciate how good he really is. Like, would anyone be surprised if he wins the Art Ross trophy this season and wins it by like 20 points? No. 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 We were saying yesterday that he was an even odds guy to win the Hart Trophy with Kucherov. And I was like, you know, like, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, who's, who's taking Kucherov in that scenario? So, Robert, let's talk Vancouver Canucks. They're sure. fourth in the NHL in, in points percentage. Uh, are we at that point where they're in that upper echelon of teams that we think could compete for a Stanley Cup? Or are they just underneath it? Where do you have them? You know, I, I just have to preface this by saying I have never been more surprised by the start of a Canuck season. I am still totally blown away by the success that they're having. Um, I didn't, I didn't see this coming. I, I, I really didn't. I thought there might be some improvement under Rick Tockett. I thought maybe they'd be a little bit better defensively, but 
if you look at their record and you look at their goal differential and, you know, you look at all the games they've won in regulation, I know that's a talking point of Toronto with the Leafs having not won many games in regulation. It is, it is shocking. And it's only been, it hasn't even been half a season. So we're here in Vancouver um, trying to adjust to this. And it's really, and it's really weird. Um, and we don't, we don't know exactly what to think of it because it's been bad the last few years. And people are now watching the Canucks a lot differently, but the badness is still in the back of their mind, right? So, like, we were talking about the trade deadline. And for the last, what, I don't know, except for that bubble year, which was so weird, and I don't even count, for almost like a decade – the trade deadline is like, oh, that's selling time. Like, who, who can right. we get draft picks for? And now we're trying to adjust to this. Like, I think they could use another top six winger. It would be great if they could find another defenseman because, you know, we have to remind ourselves of all these things. Oh, yeah, you need, like, defensive depth for the playoffs because, like, it, it's, it's almost like learning how to walk again. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I still – and I still don't know exactly. Like, I don't know if I would call the Canucks a legit Stanley Cup contender today. And a lot of that's just, it's just too soon. You're afraid to you be know? hurt, bruh. That's all it is. I'm afraid to be made to look like a fool. Like, as soon as I say, <laughs> like, yeah, they're cup contenders, you know, you know, they've had a lot of things go right for them. I, I'm trying not to take anything away from them because, um, you know, I think Tockett has done just an incredible job. You know, the, the, the way they played under under Bruce Boudreaux was fun at times. And listen, we all love Bruce. We love his personality. But when I watched that team, and, and I was saying this, this was in hindsight, I was saying this when he was still there and it was kind of an ugly situation. They didn't look like a well-coached team to me. They didn't play like that. Uh, they played beer league hockey at times. You know, they played, they're probably, you know, Ottawa Senators fans are like, yeah, yeah, you know, like it's this, <laughs> thing, them, yeah. you know, I saw a lot of the, I saw a lot of the old Canucks in the Senators game last night when the Canucks were just all over them. It's five, nothing at the end of the first, no one seems to know what they're doing in their own end. And, you know, and bounces are going against them. So, you know, I, I just, I, I'm sure from an outsider perspective, people are like, like, what are you talking about? Of course, they're Stanley Cup contenders. Look, look at the record. Look at, uh, you know, they've got elite, posi- elite players at all the positions. You know, you got Petey and Miller down the middle. You got Brock, Brock Besser scoring like an elite goal scoring winner, winger. Uh, Quinn Hughes, North Trophy candidate. Uh, Thatcher Demko, Vesna candidate. Of, of, of course, these guys are Stanley Cup contenders, but I, I'm just not ready to do it, whether or not I should or not. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. It's it is a tough adjustment. We didn't go into the season thinking they're going to be this good. So, the All Star teams are going to be announced shortly. You know, looking at this Canucks group, it's like my God. Like obviously, JT Miller with fifty points and Quinn Hughes obviously and Pedersen obviously. Besser's got twenty five goals. Like you know, Demko's unbelievable. Where where's who gets the credit for this success here among these players? Who should go? Uh, who should go? Definitely Quinn Hughes. Yes. Definitely Quinn Hughes. That's number like one. He, for, for sure, number one. And I, I don't, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know um, how many, what's the maximum number of players from each team. Um, they keep changing the all-star rules, and I don't really keep up with it. I just hope there's a drunken player draft that I can watch and enjoy. But, you know, <laughs> it doesn't really matter to me, like, who goes. I know who's been, who's been playing well. 
but it would start with Quinn Hughes. Um, I didn't think he could take his game to another level, and he really has. Um, and, you know, he was really good last season. He's been better this season. He is just able to skate himself not only, you know, we always hear about his escapability in terms of the forecheck, but he has an escapability in the offensive zone that we don't see from many players. Like, he is, he has developed this, um, you know, he doesn't just walk the blue line. He walks the blue line and then goes downhill and gets himself in these really great shooting positions, which is why he's scoring more goals this year. He's also um, worked on a shot. So, you know, better shot, putting himself in better chances to score adds up to him actually scoring goals. And that's something that he wanted to do. He, he saw a guy like Roman Yossi scoring goals, and he was like, I want to do that too. And he's done it. And I also think he was the perfect choice for captain. Uh, he's a well-spoken, composed guy who's been around NHL ranks just because of his family situation for pretty much his whole life. Um, I know there was a bit of a debate in Vancouver, you know, should it be Hughes or should it be JT Miller or should it be Pedersen? Hughes was the obvious choice. Um, Miller, you know, he's, he's great as like a right-hand man. Um, because he's he's so emotional, but sometimes mm-hmm. the emotion can be a problem when you're a leader. Like you want your leaders to be composed, and then Petey, I don't think wants anything to do with it. To be perfectly <laughs> honest with you, like he's like he's like I hate the media. I don't yeah. want it. Like Petey's most famous line in Vancouver when he talks to reporters is like, "I don't want to create a headline for you guys." <laughs> he, doesn't say, he doesn't say anything interesting, or, and it's like if you're a captain, sometimes you have to create a headline because you just have to tell the truth. Mm. We're talking to Jason Bruff, co-host of Halford and Bruff in Vancouver, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 on Sportsnet 650. So, Bruff, can you um, tell our Sammy McKee that Sam Lafferty is having a horrible season so he could stop crying about the Leafs letting him go? He's useless. No one wants that guy, right, Bruff? Yeah. No, I'd much rather have Ryan Reeves for sure. Oh man. He... Yeah, for sure. No, he's been, he, he, he was nice because he added something that the Canucks needed and that was some speed and a little bit of grit up front. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot and I'm sure people outside the market talk a lot about, um, you know, Pedersen and Hughes and Miller and all the guys putting up these crazy point totals. And we'll talk about Rick Tockett. Um, maybe the biggest improvement has been the bottom six. Like, I don't know if you've heard about this famous third line that the Canucks have. It is incredible. And it is, <laughs> it is Teddy Bluger with Connor Garland and Dakota Joshua. Yeah. And it is an unbelievable line. <laughs> like it is, they just go out there and they, they're always playing in the opponent's end of the ice. When Tockett needs to kind of, if momentum is going the wrong way, it's like get the third line out there and the momentum is stopped. I don't know what it is about putting those three together. You know, Teddy Bluger, who was a healthy scratch for Vegas throughout their Stanley Cup run. Connor Garland, who on like the first day of the season, it came out that he had a trade request to get out of there. And then Dakota Joshua, the guy that Rick Tocca was absolutely ripping in the preseason and, 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 uh, and, and training camp for being out of shape. Somehow these three have come together to form this incredible line. And it's, you know, and the fourth line too has been good with additions like 
Sam Lafferty and, uh, you know, Pew Suter. And they've just been, you know, a lot of things are going well for this team right now. They have depth, and that's something they haven't had for a while. So this is the same Connor Garland uh, the Canucks couldn't give away uh, in the last year, year and a half. It's, yeah. It is quite well, and, remarkable. And in the same conversation as Brock Besser, who they couldn't give away either. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like you know. I guess well, okay, I guess we'll keep him. And he's like, you know, so in in like so you understand how crazy this is to me, right? And it's just, uh, and I think Canucks fans, we're having a great time. It is, don't get me wrong; it, it's been fun, but um, you know, in some ways, in the back of our mind, is like, is everyone playing a trick on us or something? So if you have to get um, a, a maybe a top winger that you're talking about, and maybe put him with Miller and, and Brock Besser and, and move yeah. out a guy like uh, D Giuseppe, who's I think been a healthy scratch on an occasion. Um, who, who and what do you give up to go get something of, of significance at the trade deadline? Yeah, that's a really good point. And um, that's something we're discussing a lot, but again, we're, we're putting the training wheels on the uh, playoff edition uh, talk. Cause we're not used to this sort of stuff. Uh, <laughs> so we're kind of like, uh, what is the going rate? But you know, there've been names, uh, you know, thrown around, um, uh, you know, like because of the Pittsburgh connection, we're all watching the penguins about a guy like Jake Gensel, Ooh. right? What would be, wow. But, like, that's just speculation, right? That's just speculation. No, I, we love it. That's you all know? we do is speculate on this <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing. The speculation and, 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 then, and then we, like, sober up. And then we sober up and we're like, well, actually, maybe about, like, Frank Vitrano or something like that. But, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, this is, the, this is the question that the management has to answer, you know. Do they think that this team is a legit cup contender? Because Jake Gensel, let's say he's traded as a rental. Um you know, if I'm the Penguins, I'm I'm expecting a first round pick and more. Are you going to give that up if you're the Canucks? And even if you intend to re-sign him, how are you going to do that? Right? You got to give Petey a big raise. You got to give Philip Hronik a big raise. Um, you know, it's just it, the cap is going up a little bit, but let's not act like it's going up thirty million a season or anything like that. It's only going up a little bit. How uh, how's Zadorov been? Uh, he's been, um, okay. I got it. <laughs> no, he's been okay. He's been, he's been okay. I, I like what he brought. I think what he was able to do was, um, you know, the Canucks had some guys in the lineup where there'd be nights where they had, let's say both of Noah Juleson and Akita Hiroshi in the lineup. And, you know, I think Juleson has, has come a long way, but, um, you know, Hiroshi's not ready. Yeah. And, he, and he wasn't ready. And when you bring in a guy like Zadorov, you at least know he's an NHL player. I'm still not exactly sure how good he is. Like, I, I always have this rule where, you know, if you look at your defense and you have two pairs that you like, then you've got a good defense, yeah. right? And I don't think the Canucks have had that for a while. I know that's not a rocket science rule or anything, but, like, it works. And right now, the Canucks have Hughes and Hronik, and you're like, you like that pair. But then... The second pair is Zadorov and Myers, and those guys can be a little chaotic on the ice. Um, and then the third pair, I, I quite like if it's Ian Cole and Noah Juleson. Ian Cole, just like a journeyman, steady defenseman, perfect in that role who can help a guy like Noah Juleson who's still learning the NHL game. Although he's not, he's not that young. But, you know, that second pair to me, I still, 
I still don't know about it. And even when Carson Soucy comes back, I don't know about it. Now, Tyler Myers is interesting because if you're able to move him, then that opens up all sorts of cap space where you could address other needs, whether it be up front or even on the back end, or maybe you could do it both. But um, you also have to be careful about trading away a guy like Tyler Myers because, again, playoff reminder for us that, you know, I haven't seen the playoffs for, like, you need depth on defense. You need defensemen because they get injured. So you got to be really careful about trading away defensemen that you might regret giving away. Does Susie bump Juleson out, or is this, like, what is what is Susie yeah, coming probably. back to? Probably. Probably Juleson okay. would be the guy that, that, that comes out. Um, and... But then you've got kind of a weird mix because Juleson's a righty and Susie's yeah. a lefty. So, you know, Rick Tockett really likes the lefty-righty combination. He, they've been quite hesitant to um, do anything else. So um, we'll, I'll be very curious to see how they, how they do it. They, they'll, they'll definitely have – I will say one thing. They will definitely have a very tall defense once Carson <laughs> Susie is back. Um, and, you know, I think they like that because Rick Tockett is all about, you know, protecting the middle of the ice – and if you've got a good, you know, you make it really tough for players to get into the middle of the ice and have their slot shots. And, and you're pretty confident that Petra Demko is going to handle things from the outside. So I'll have you uh, give your thoughts on the, the best Canadian teams right now. If you sort the league by uh, points percentage, you know, going around, boy, the Winnipeg Jets right up at the top. The Canucks are up there. The Leafs are doing fairly well. But, I mean, the Oilers mm. are hot now. I mean, they're showing their, their probably their true colors. If we, if we got some real cup contenders in Canada, or what do you think? Well, we discussed this earlier on our show, and I put it this way. If the Vancouver Canucks won the Stanley Cup, how shocked would you be on a scale of 1 to 10? Like 10. And... Ten. <laughs> Nine. If the, Ed- if the Edmonton Oilers face, won the Stanley face, Cup. Uh, when- sewn to the carpet. <laughs> surprised. Yeah. yeah. But it if the Edmonton anyone. Oilers won the Stanley Cup, how shocked would you be scale of one to ten? Maybe a six or a seven? Yeah, less surprised, I suppose. Good yeah. Point. Yeah. And, you know, Winnipeg, uh, you know, I, 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 don't know how they're, I don't know how the Jets are doing it. I think it's really impressive. I mean, they might be the greatest five-on-five team in the history of the NHL because their special teams aren't even that good. And they're missing Kyle Connor. Um, Goalie of the Dubois month. trade has, to, mm-hmm. has, has really worked out for them because I think they've added, you know, two pretty good forwards in that trade. Um, but I'm not an expert on the Jets. I haven't watched them much. The Canucks haven't played them yet. So I, I feel bad we've kind of ignored them a little bit. But what they're doing is, is pretty impressive. And, you know, I think they do have players with playoff experience there. Like, they've learned their lesson. That's the one thing about – or they've learned lessons in the postseason, I assume – um, that's the one thing about the Canucks is like this group hasn't been to the playoffs together. So they haven't even had that experience of like, Oh yeah, you, you can't do this in, in the playoffs. You know, I don't count the bubble, um, as a true playoffs because I think a lot of teams didn't really want to be there. You know, the Canucks beat the wild and then the defending champion St. Louis blues. And I guarantee the blues were in that bubble. Like, Hey, it was a lot more fun when we were playing in front of like wild crowds and winning the Stanley cup than it is right now. Let's all go home, you know? So there's a real lack of experience um, when it comes to the playoffs in the core of the Canucks, like in their best players. 
Bruffer, one more before I let you go here. Uh, on occasion on the Real Kipper and Bourne show, we've gotten ourselves in hot, hot water. As you mentioned earlier, you said Petey is in for a big raise. So we're going to play the how big of a raise game <laughs> because we've done it with Willie Nylander. And like I said, we've gotten hot water a little bit here and there. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad to pass this game on to you, my friend. Yeah, Kipper, why are you trending on my Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> I want to get you trending right now. How big of a raise for Petey? Um, I think he'll be 11 or 12 on a shorter term deal, three or four years, something Ooh. like that. Yeah. Like I, so, I don't, he wants so, so he, he wants the Matthews type of scenario. Right, he won't give it all up, but he wants. The talk to bump. right now is that the Canucks would want longer term, um, but Petey might want to line himself up with Quinn Hughes because Quinn Hughes, after this season, has three years left on his deal, and then he's UFA. I don't know if Petey wants to be in a situation where he signs super long term. And then Hughes goes to New Jersey or something, and he's like, uh, what kind of team do we have here? Because winning is really important to Petey, and, you know, he's been through a lot in this market. There's a lot of people right now, you know, that look at his point totals and say, yeah, the point totals are great, but there's still something off about his play right now. There's still something that's not quite there. He played a great game yesterday against Ottawa. It might have been his best game of the season or one of, his, one of the best games of his season, but – you know, there's that, that this is going to be a real interesting situation because none of us really know what Petey's thinking. Like he's such an introvert and he's so guarded and he's so quiet. We have no idea what he's thinking. We'll get to work, my friend. That's impressive in that market. Hey, Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Me? I'm just a morning show guy. Like yeah. <laughs> Jason, awesome stuff. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for doing this, man. All right. See you, boys. Thanks, buddy. Jason Bruff does a terrific job on the morning show in Vancouver. I mean, that's great for them that they're just, like, so blindsided by the success of their team that they're like, this is fun. Having a good time. Did not anticipate this. A lot of good players there. All having a great season at the same time. I love hearing him say that because that's one of the thoughts I've had forever about them. It's like there's no fan base I mean, across sports, maybe, that's expectations shifted like they have in three months. You know, I I took a lot of heat last year. I would go on their show. um, Mm. I did did like a weekly thing with them last year, and I was like, this is a pretty good team. I cannot make sense of why they're bad. This is a pretty good team, and I feel somewhat vindicated by that years-long. But he's got the Cinderella syndrome here. He thinks that, you know. 12 could strike. Oh, yeah. The pumpkin is still a very real option. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So, I, by the way, when you guys are talking off the top about Gretzky versus the Canucks, yeah. how many points in 117 games against the Vancouver Canucks did Wayne Gretzky I'm have? Gonna I want to say it one. And then some. So, 275. No, no, no. <laughs> I want to say uh, 212. 239 and 117 <laughs> against the Canucks. Okay. For a plus I didn't, 61. I didn't go over. No, you're right. No, yours counts. <laughs> 375 shots. He, that's insane. His numbers are amazing to me. And my favorite thing about his numbers is he played two games against the Nashville yeah. Predators. Why do How I, many points? <laughs> seven? Eight. Eight yeah. Why do I think <laughs> all of those p- points came off of John Garrett? <laughs> <laughs> Gret, he's, Bruff's right, though. Gretzky's early years 
212, 196, 205, 208, 215. <laughs> Is that why he was at the game last night? Just I to guess. remind everybody? <laughs> yeah. Hang with Nickelback. Yeah. This yeah. McDavid kid's about three quarters as good as me. The You know, the Florida Panthers did a pretty good job against Gretz. Yeah. He had 17 points in 20 games. He was a dash four. Wow. Yeah. The Panthers. The Panthers the really had a record. <laughs> he really held them under, under wraps. That's Anyways, impressive. That's funny. All right, what do we want? Do you want to do game time? That's you, man. You're the producer. Well, I'm, I'm just, just a measly know. host. You looked at me Co-host. like you had something to say, and then you're like, what's next? So, uh, no, it's, it's my eyes. They're the it's size of <laughs> pee holes in the snow right now. <laughs> it's game time. Presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. Find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19+. plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. And like, it's not like we get a reprieve tonight. I mean, 10.30 and 9 o'clock is a, might as well be a whole day apart. It's a big difference, but... Yeah. They're staying up late again tonight, bud. 9 p.m. So, there you go. Um, Not a lot of action tonight. Devils and Capitals. Uh, Last night, I went with the 2014 parlay of Ovechkin and Sid to both score, and they both did. Check, check. Don't know if you saw Sid's goal, but he was, like, lying on his butt when he ended up putting it in the net. It was a very nice goal. I'm going back to the well with Ovi again here. Feel like it's starting to kind of turn a bit, unfortunately, for my likings of Gretzky holding that record. Uh, I'm going with a Ovechkin goal again tonight to keep him hot at plus 135. And what? No, you go ahead. I was going to say Max Pacioretty Mm. is in for the Washington Capitals tonight. I just wanted to ask you quickly, uh, coming off of Ruffer's comment earlier about the thought of Quinn Hughes waiting it out to go to New Jersey. Is that like... The Hughes kids are going to play together. Like who doesn't think that that's... Not going to happen. It's definitely happening. I'm, I would Just, never say that about our good friends in Vancouver. He's going to play for the Canucks his whole life. But the only question is, will it happen while they're in their prime or will it be an end of career? Fine. You know, they do it. Well, I don't know where they're from, but, you know, they find a way to play together at some point. You know, there's no guarantee it's going to be anytime soon, but they'll find a way at some point. Maybe it'll be in Vancouver. Um, that's how we'll spin that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a nice marketing chip for the league. Wouldn't it? That would be fun to watch. Um, and there's obviously not a ton of value with the Leafs going into Anaheim tonight. But uh, the way Austin Matthews started the game last night and the way he looked in those first few shifts, if he does that again against Anaheim, I like his chances to score a goal. So the Leafs to win the game and Austin Matthews to score the first goal of the game is plus 625. So just such a high number. A little value. Yeah. Like you know, that. and he I mean, he was buzzing in the first few shifts last night and he could have scored easily. So I like that one tonight because there's not a ton of value with the Leafs playing the crappy old ducks. I mean, you could bet on the ducks, but that probably wouldn't be the best bet. Right. Unless the Leafs do what they always do. So maybe it is a good bet. Anyways, uh, that was game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Check, check. I <laughs> I just got a text on the text line. That was really good. Uh, only the New York Jets expectations changed as fast as ours did. <laughs> Theirs took four Ouch. plays to change. <laughs> yeah. That's from Vancouver. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to break. We're going to get some news and notes. But just one more thing off of Vancouver last night against the Ottawa Senators. Oh, my God. Like, there's some people that thought the Ottawa Senators could get to a conference final this year. They They were... They 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 believed in this team more than just a team that could contend for a playoff spot. Pinto out of the gates. Like what is what is happening here? How do you go down 
you know, two field goals in the well, 22 minutes. It's not pretty. I don't know. Like, you know, it's like you, you already it was hired a goal the coaching the, consultant. What's field that? goal in the safety. They went down five. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, he, he mentioned the way they're playing right now. I don't know if, you know, it wasn't going well with DJ. And then now you're trying to change horses mid-race and, like, some of the systems They're are not, not responding to Jacques. Well. They're not. Uh, yeah. Or maybe it's just, like, that transition time where they figure out how to play the way he wants to play. I don't know. Do you think they'll hire another coach this I, year? I think there's too much in the season to just let this Kip, go for another 40-plus right. games. They've played... Yes, I like do think that they really need yeah. to think long and hard, and I don't know who their choice would be, but Craig Berube will not be out there that long. I don't know what that means, but I don't think that they could wait to the off season yeah. to make a decision that now we want to go to Craig Berube. Don't risk losing Craig Berube to somebody else if you think that this guy is what your younger players need to be held accountable. God, you just look at Vancouver, right? And the success that they had when someone who came came in who was a little bit hard-nosed and can push guys, look, look at the success they had. It, but they did it late, right, last year? Mm-hmm. Remember how long they let poor Bruce twist in the wind? <laughs> yeah. And then they finally... It was too late, yeah. which is the point about Ottawa, I think. And, God, that's really tough, though, to... You know, for Andlauer to make the decision to ha- or Steos or whatever to have Jacques Martin take over the team, then like six games later, be like, "All right, we got to do it again." Don't care, just. Rubey's Canadian, right? He's Canadian. Yes. from Alberta. You know that helps. Come, come, coaching Canada, rare opportunity. You know, team is new energy, Listen. lots of good young players. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, work, there's it, definitely worse jobs. That's, in the that's a lineup yes. that you'd want to think yeah, that can so. compete in two and, years and you or be three with years them for seven years, eight years, yeah. right? Like as they develop gonna, and grow and compete, they'll need to buck up for to get Brubeck. Yes, and again, if you spend a lot of money just buying the team, I don't know how, how much they're how interested they are in in going and 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 spending or committing. I don't know what it would take ten. 12, 14 million dollars, 15 million dollars. What's that over? Three years, four that years. Ruby's yeah. a Stanley Cup champion coach. They're, you, you, got, you got coaches that have not won the Stanley Cup making five million dollars now. I just feel like you can't take over an NHL team and be like, I'm looking for the coupon, the coupons here. You know, like this is, you need to get the best people to win games, to fill the seats, to compete, to get in the playoffs. Yeah. It, it, you know, buying the discount version of the guy you want for yeah. a million less. But it's hard. Yeah, I mean, you're still paying. It's real money. Pierre Dorian. Mm-hmm. You're paying DJ to stay at home. You named Steos your permanent you're general pool, manager. Pool in now. But you're you didn't. I don't think you had to pay Steos more money to be to the general manager. The job, yeah. yeah. So and Dave Poulin wouldn't have cost a ton of money to get pulled off of uh, network television. You don't think network television pays a lot? <laughs> <laughs> Just asking. Uh, um, yes, I, I see know your point. I know it used to. 
Fair enough. Sounds like I missed that boat. <laughs> but so I, I don't know. I mean, what what do you if you're the Ottawa Senators like you just watched Edmonton also. You you used uh, Vancouver as an example. You watched Edmonton mm-hmm. bring in a guy that I mean, you can't can't argue it. With the results that you're getting from the Edmonton Oilers right now, that if it means a new voice, uh, a fresher one, one that can find different ways to push a button, Ottawa has to consider that now. Yeah, Ottawa is definitely a team to keep eyes on. But that was embarrassing last night for them. Yeah, not great, right? And then you're eight games away from Pinto coming back. You know, if you you can kind of have like a fresh start, if they can go on a bit of a run, get a new coach. Not. Get a, a third line center. You, uh, the, the, oh, goal, my God. the goal on the what goal was that number six. five six? Well, they were down five nothing. Yeah, and they fight back to make it five three. Yeah, and then off the ensuing face off, they win it back. Was horrible, it horrible turnover. Which is it's an awful turnover, and Suter's just dumping it in to go off and change, and it just takes a right turn off the last bounce and goes into the net. It's just when you know when things go wrong, man. When it rains, it pours. I, I mean, you know, there's a comes back to hockey, it could be called goaltending. And it's like, they got no saves all year. And they are got a lot of good players. They're just not ready, I guess. They need a good goalie. They need a new coach. I don't know. And I had so uh, many Sens- He took over this team, like, in a good spot. And I'm like, what is going on here? I know. What yeah, has happened? He, he's the, the meme where the, he walks in with the pizzas and all the fires happening. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to discuss uh, Jason Zucker. He's got a hearing for a boarding incident on Nick Cousins after a questionable hit. I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about this because yesterday you guys took me down a path with Ryan Hartman <laughs> yeah, on you Cole Perfetti. For that. And it... He, no, you do. Uh, no, no, no. I just, I just went along with what Are you Jets? said. Are the Jets people mad? Yeah. Oh, I avoided that. Nice. Well, in fairness, they provided a lot of context, and it was pretty bad. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Don't, don't, don't miss it oh, after no. the break. We'll, yeah. we'll get into that. Plus, yeah. Zucker's hearing after the break. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. We are a real Kipper and Bourne. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. So tomorrow night, you'll reveal the, the names of uh, the first uh, 32 players uh, participating in the uh, All-Star mm-hmm. Weekend here in Toronto. And, of course, we're going to be a big part of it. I think uh, uh, the three of us will be uh, doing a show from under the Gardner uh, Expressway. Yes, they're, they're going to put us yeah. uh, under the garbage truck route. <laughs> down, <laughs> on the, down, down at the ferry terminal there's, at the Queen's Key. There's <laughs> one crack in the Gardner where, like, the rain, it just like looks like Niagara Falls coming yeah, off of it. Yeah, that's where we're going to be. Our, our table will be right underneath <laughs> it. We're going to be interviewing <laughs> equipment managers from the incoming teams. Uh, Stay tuned. Um, For the record, I have no so, idea what we're so, doing yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, People yeah. hate, well, maybe hate's a strong word, dislike that every player gets repped. I do. What do you mean? Every team. Gets every repped. team gets repped. Every every yes. Yeah, every because I want the repped. league's all stars, not this weird division Aren't of World Cup. Past that, aren't we? Like just. Well, the meaning of being an all an X time all star is entirely devalued. 
It doesn't mean anything yeah. anymore. There's World Cup and Olympics. and It used to be a big deal yeah. saying he's an all-star. But you would take that into contracts. Like, I'm an X-time all-star or whatever, and now it's just... Now it's like, well, you shot the, shot the guy out of the... What's it called? The Where the guy fell in the Cannon. water? What was it called? What are those things called? Where you... Oh, okay. Shot you, the guy out of the no, thing no, that no, fell in the no, water? No, like the... Uh, oh, dunk, dunk tank? <laughs> Thank you, General Nick. Dunk tank. <laughs> like, it, how do you pick somebody from Columbus? Right? <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. What does that leading score have? If, if I, well, it's, to me, it's a very easy thing to do. You look at the team, if you're picking, and you say, that guy is, the most is young and guy. skilled and good, and we would like to feature him. For example, Adam Fantilli, a guy who's really young, got a ton of skill. He's a rookie. Like, you want those kind of guys there? Take him there. That would I, be my, my vote. I think they should name the cannon. Yeah, they can. Just I think you should earn it. The You're not. This isn't a hypothetical all-star tournament. Tell you, not, tell you who I'm not taking. Johnny Gaudreau. Their leading scorer. Is he? Yes. Well, by default. He has 25 points in 39 games, minus 18. Oh, man. But for Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto, you could Miller, vote Hughes, in. Miller, Patterson, you, best. Fans will be able to vote in. So Demko. That's where you get your... Yeah. Your hope. Hopefully your... your supporting cast yeah. players around your star. I'm sure it being where it is in Toronto and Vancouver's fan base, or a lot of these guys will get in. Okay. Deserving players. So before we go to Zucker and a hearing on a big hit on Nick Cousins, yes. just to kind of Mia culpa here. talk a little bit more about the heat that we took for being uh, classless. What was... <laughs> Not that I read a lot... Of uh, social media, but people were not happy when no, we said that gave I, Hartman a bit of a green light to go after a guy like Cole Perfetti. Well, I would say that over the course <laughs> of the years in this show, you have said, you like, why doesn't that happen more where you go to the other team's best player and say, if our guy gets greased again, it's you, just so you know. Yeah. And so that was kind of what I had in my mind. God, I looked at the Dylan on Kaprizov cross checks that they're all mad about. I mean, they're like controlling little baby cross-checks. It's a nothing play. And then there were follow-up retribution moments. So I'm going to go ahead and say a bit excessive from Ryan Hartman. Still, all yet, still love it. Yeah, yeah, I like like the concept still. But this was just a, it it wasn't deserving here. Ryan Hartman's a grease bag. He does greasy things. He was mad about his best player being hurt, and he he hit a guy in the face. And hockey. To me, to me, this just is the beginning of the story. Yes. And that's, it doesn't end there. In and it's car- like, the, it's, it's just the start of it. So, no, I don't expect Cole Perfetti now to fight back. But I expect someone on Winnipeg to, to go after Ryan Hartman and say, now you get to answer for that. And he will. It's and February Lowry, 20th. They're already looking you know, at it. There's, there's Adam Lowry. Yeah. Right there, pal. And, you know, do the right thing now. Yeah. Don't don't go run and hide. Yeah, I, see, this is fun, though, that there's the, this is the part where I'm like, I like this. I like that there's animosity. There's yes. a game on the schedule. I'm looking forward to watching. Yes. There's, that's good stuff. God forbid. Oh, I know. It's great. Oh, and this is. A lead up to a game where people might be mad at each other. I know. We're allowed to do that. So still? in isolation, the Hartman thing and Perfetti, it's kind of stupid. Definitely unnecessary. I like what it says about the NHL. Yeah, respond. 
How do you respond exactly. now? And I think as a Gartner, team? Mike Gartner comes on our show and says there's just not enough, you know, animosity, personal emotions involved in all the games. So from that level, makes for good viewing. Which we which takes us to Jason Zucker. Oh my god. Who has a hearing for boarding Nick like Cousins oh, after another okay. questionable <laughs> hit on uh, Valamaki. So here is Nick Cousins. And You've been watching Nick Cousins piss off a lot of people in the last little while. And Zucker just says, oh, yeah, I've had enough. I've had enough. And he goes and he slams them. Like, what does Nick Cousins expect after that hit? That he gets to just relax and well, and, and and what? Yeah. Uh Roll up a lawn chair. He had the exact same reaction after he did the horrible hit, the worst hit to Gabranson. Last night's was bad too, mm-hmm. where he he takes a shot at the guy's head. It's obviously a dirty hit, but he just stands there like he's immune from, you know, being there being retribution against him. And Zucker destroys him from behind. Like it's a rotten play. It's a rotten play. But like that listen, will be suspended for sure. He'll get suspended. But, One game. But Cousins should. It's they got to do something about him. Like he, that hit was a, it's a findable hit. What yeah. he did to Balamaki, it's, it's, it's not maybe suspendable, but it's close. You're you just going to lose the benefit of the doubt after enough whoopsies. Oh, you're just going to you know? keep protecting Cousins yes. and letting guys bury him and get suspended for the retribution as opposed to the act that makes yes. it happen. And it's like, Listen, they're, they're a greasy the, team. The league has to protect against those type of hits. That's why he's going to be suspended one game. But... This is the way it should work. You want to go run around, be a dirtbag, make these bad hits. Someone's going to knock your block off. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if he gets suspended one game, so what? So it's this is a the good same theme. One game suspension. Mid-season. And the bigger picture should be don't hit because someone's going to come after you. Yeah. You know, when I talk to a lot of people in the U.S. and, you know, spend a lot of time there in the offseason, all that, people who love hockey, one of the foremost things they talk about is fighting and physicality. Of they course. love that element. That's like a draw the way that, you know, people love fighting in the UFC. People love, you know, contact in football. People love that element of our sport. And, you know, we have a choice as a league where we can say people love this. They want to watch it, you know, and players play it. Or we can say we want to go the IIHF way and, you know, do no hits to the head and try to eliminate it all. We kind of have to pick a way here. You can't try to be the, the, safe. The, the league's picked away. They have picked away. They've picked where that's away going. already. They've it's made a done. choice. What the problem is is there's there's a lot of people that don't ex- don't agree with agree the with it and uh, accept it. Yeah, like you know, I just know talking to my dad and their friends and like they. You know, they still love that element of the game and prize it, and it, it certainly yeah. was a huge part of it. And yes. I think I think it's important to keep and the interest in hockey, Nick, that there is a physical component. One and, way or another, Nick Cousins is going to have to answer for those type of hits. Mm-hmm. I prefer him dropping his gloves and, and battling it out. But if he wants to go this way moving forward, just be prepared, my friend. Yeah. Because there's more Zuckers out there that will get you. Yeah. And he took he he saw the numbers. 
He took a shot. He, he made a decision. Yeah, he, that's one of the clearest hits from behind where a guy made a choice. He's like, was like I'm gonna, he's gonna wear this, this guy. One. Yeah, and then and then good on Zucker. Forsling comes in there, and Zucker's not usually a fighter. He drops the gloves, gives a spear to go with him. He's gonna get suspended. But I'll tell you right now, you know who he has the respect of? All fans yeah, in the league, teammates, other the his teammates, fans, like yeah. all the people in the league. Like Branson probably called Zucker. Was like, hey man, <laughs> thanks, pal. great job, <laughs> right? Like it's just at some point your reputation. Yeah. When, when did the Florida Panthers become one of the most hated teams in the league? I mean, if you're a Panthers like, I don't manager, mind. GM, coach, you Big love picture it. outside of in, that incident. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of fun. Can I tell you something right now? This is a quiet little secret that I, no one was listening. If you offered me roster trade Leafs for Panthers right, <laughs> right now, <laughs> stop. Really? Stop. Yeah, I'd take the trade right away. Yeah. They, You're losing your Matthews and your Marners yeah, and yeah, your yeah, yeah, I Willie Nylanders. But I'm telling you right now, if that was the team here, they would be like on Legends Row immediately. They'd be the most popular team in league in team history. Like, the way that they play, the way that they look, if they were in blue and white, they'd be the most popular. Give me the cats. They're, they're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're like the, the, the Pistons. The NBA. old Pistons. The old yeah, it's not the Pistons now. It's yeah. No, no, not the Pistons <laughs> now. Remember yeah. how, like, you Nasty. ever watch those documentaries? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The vicious. Billy, Lam- yeah. Billy Lambeer would just All be, like, Lambeer. hammering guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. But, uh, yes, that's that my dirty little secret that I didn't want anyone to hear. So, hopefully no one's listening. No one did. It's good. All right. Can I go home to bed now? Uh, listen. No, we, we got two games to watch 9 tonight. PM. New Jersey and Washington and on the network, National Toronto Maple Leafs in Anaheim, 9 p.m. Eastern. We see the Hildebeest? Yes, Can no. Can we have an Any answer yet? yet? No, nothing. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. No, it's Jones. Did they announce Jones already? No, that's going to be. I'm announcing. No, no, no. It's, it's Sheldon Keefe style to kind of keep it a secret. I think that's why it's not out. It's because it's the kid. Jones. All right. Enjoy your games tonight. Our thanks to okay, uh, 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 Jason. Jason Bruff. Bruff. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs>